0: I'd like you to think about what's the one big thing that's holding you back. What's the one thing that's stopping you from pursuing the path in front of you, the path you really want to go into, not kind of what you're doing at the moment, but where you really want to take this thing, you know, right? What's the one thing that stops most everybody? It's a four-letter word, friends, and it starts with F. (laughs) With a big question on everyone's mind, it's a gender thing, or is it? World peace, religion, sex, money, politics, climate change, big business, big ideas, and big egos. Nothing is off limits. As I'm joined by some of the most accomplished and highly opinionated women from the far left, the far right, and the far reaches of the planet. This is Malcolm Alvout, and you're listening to Life, Liberty, and the Pursuit of Pleasure. all fear. Fear holds so many of us back from pursuing our, a, a lot of things, the, the great relationships, uh, the, uh, the perfect relationship, uh, the great business opportunities, uh, being on a path to achieving things in our life, or really the path you should be on, because you know, there's the path you're on now, kind of, and then there's the path you really should be on. I think a lot of us settle, because we do that as we come through our teen years and into it, young adults, and We've got to accomplish certain things. We've got to pay the bills, right? And with all of that said, then you, you, know, you end up sometimes a few years down the road and you wake up and say, what the hell am I doing, man? What am I doing here? That's, that's a reality of that fear. And a lot of things that hold you back are, are fearful. And I think the big question you want to ask yourself is, what is the one thing you fear the most? Ask yourself that. What's the one thing you fear the most? What's stopping you right now? Life, liberty, and the pursuit of pleasure with no fear, friends. <laughs> this is Malcolm Out Loud here. Uh, we're going to tackle fear today, so we're going to be fearless as we go after fear. Missy Crutchfield is here. She's co-founder of Gandhi's B Magazine and of Gandhi Global Center for Peace. Susan Price, she's investigative researcher, national voice, veteran advocate, and a gold star mother. Jennifer Breeden is an attorney, specializing in international law, criminal law, U.S. foreign policy. So, our co-hosts, Missy, Susan, and Jennifer, let's do this thing about fear. Imagine when you first come on the radio, you've never done it before, right? And you you got butterflies in your stomach. Or a lot of times when people start off these segments, you know, a show, they have, well, butterflies. Of course, in Hollywood days or entertainment days or when you're a professional speaker or doing something like that, they say those butterflies can be good for you. But I think there's a difference, ladies, between a few butterflies and, you know, uh, about a dozen moths that are eating your ass, you know. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> right? Susan, there is a difference between those two, man. Come on, you know. Oh. I mean, so it's the, it's the fear. So let me ask you right off, Susan Price, answer, you know, give me an honest answer, yes. everybody. Let's, let's, let's nail okay. this thing right out of the gate and tell folks. So what is the one thing you fear the most right now, Susan, in your life?
1: The loss of security, okay, would be my answer on that.
0: Hmm.
1: And so, and, and personal security, you know,
0: mm-hmm.
1: financial, um, every level of existence. Mm-hmm. And I realize, yeah. you know, fear itself is just a negative polarity, and um, right. you know, you have to um, overcome those those negative thoughts
0: well here's the thing one of the things we're going to teach people in this show today ladies is this i think i think you'll all agree with me i hope and maybe not but i think with with fear most of the stuff we worry about most of the stuff right at this moment you're concerned with you're worrying about will never come true i would think about that
1: oh and that's a good thing
0: <laughs> well i mean we do we get up jennifer we're kind of creatures of habit we get up we're worried we're concerned we we're fearful we worry about we worry about shit that ain't even going to happen. But we worry. We worry about we worry about the fear. What so, you know? I mean, sure, economics are challenging for a lot of people. And econ- I mean, and of course, you don't know where the country's going right now economically, anyway. So, you, you, you kind of that is true. And especially when you look at Jennifer, the whole nation, the whole country. Mm-hmm. I seen a report the oh, yeah. other day. I seen a report the other day, ladies, that said that most people. Most people, uh, I don't know if this is worldwide, but certainly most people in this country, if they had to come up with $400 to pay some life-urgent problem right now, they would not be able to do it. Yep. That's uh, hmm. that's kind of a, you know, it's a, that's a tough spot, isn't it?
2: It really is. I'm a little bit uh, different, you know. I'm, I'm kind of weird in this question because I get this <laughs> question a lot, uh, specifically when it comes to, you know, oh, Jennifer, you travel to Iraq, you've been to all these places, Saudi Arabia, you went pretty much by yourself. And you had to meet with people and know who to trust, you know, aren't you afraid? And I never am. I truly never am. doesn't mean that I wasn't always that way. You know, I think that we're, we're products of our life. So our fears can, uh, take different forms over time. But, um, but I guess I'm a little weird because I do have this faith thing, which kind of makes me, uh, makes me one of those people that just, you know, I know, I know who I'm watched over by. I know where I'm going, and uh, and I know what, I know that there's a plan, even if I don't know what the plan is. So uh, my thing is to just go and keep on going until it's over. And I think for me, you know, I guess if you were to ask my biggest fear these days is really, um, it's really not doing what I've been called to do, not not being able to accomplish what I've been called to do, because that's what drives everything in my life. And, um, and it's, it's something that would stop, that would infringe, that would impede me from, from being called what I'm called to do. And to me, I, I always look at, um, my fears and I can only speak for myself. I look at my fears as, um, the lack of faith in a certain area of just not knowing that. And, um, yeah, so that's, that's the biggest one, I guess, I guess for me, but it is different. I think it, it just takes different forms over time, depending on, you know, where we've come and what we've been called to do.
0: Yeah. Jennifer, I got to tell you something, um, That is very significant, what you're saying. And right away, you open up the fact of that faith, that the reason you... Can challenge you know take on these challenges you're taking on and I want to tell folks what you mean by that because I know firsthand what that means but uh, because of your life but the amazing thing is you see you walk through fear or the valley of fear as we call it right <laughs> you walk through the mm-hmm. valley of fear based on the fact that you have faith Jennifer you're a you're a Christian woman who has faith you hold on to that that's a driving principle in your life that elevates you that that elevates you immediately as far as I'm concerned you see see you're That Mm -hmm. just elevates your path, Jennifer Breed. And you're on a whole nother path over here. You understand? You know? I mean...
2: (laughs) Uh, Yeah. And not just that. You know, I mean, you and I both, I'm sure we've met lots of people that, you know, call themselves Christians. It might... Or even Christians themselves. And Christians might feel fear of of certain things that I might not. And I think, like, almost in a, a... to, to piggyback on what you were just saying and what we've been talking about is also, I, I do have a past, you know, I made a, I made some mistakes many years ago when I was younger. I had a, I had an eating disorder. I had all kinds of issues. I went to rehab for that. Um, I got in trouble with the law once, which is amazing that I was able to come back from that and become a lawyer, but I really did Face death, I faced shame, humiliation, losing everything, and all these things that people that, that are rightful fears. And it was coming out from that being, I mean, really supernaturally saved from something that should have killed me many times. It was just like, okay, so I've seen death, I saw the power that can take me out of it, and the power that can say, okay, you know, your life in this world is, is done for now. And, um, and because of that, that's just totally shaped everything in a way that it's really hard to explain to people. Sometimes it's like, all right, you
0: know? Jennifer, I want to come back later on. We, we got to do a show on like our, our worst screw up in our lives. That, that's going to be a good show. Yeah. I oh, mean, yeah. You know, i mean what's have our, a what's lot to
2: add to that one. Well, hello, <laughs>
0: Margaret. I mean, you know, what's our biggest failure in life? You know, I mean, that's, that's going to be a hell of a conversation, I'll tell you. I mean, for real.
2: But that's uh, the thing. When you see what you deserve, what could have happened to you, right. you should have been there. And then it's like, okay, there's, there's no fear. I should have died. I didn't. So let me just do what I'm called to do now.
0: Called what I'm called to do now. Yeah. I, I want to when when we flip back in a minute, I, I got some open doors here. I want to talk about it. I want to talk about when I spoke to you on the phone the time you were in the Middle East just recently and they had the airports closed and you couldn't oh, yeah. fly out. I want to talk about that because that's fearful. And I want to come back <laughs> and talk about that economy, too, that Susan was talking about, because that's fearful of a lot of people. But I want to go to our dear and uh, esteemed colleague here miss missy crutchfield which by the way missy there is a show aaron here that you should have heard on that you will be hearing on talk radio where your son is the star by the way (laughs) and and we really did that show incredibly so james is his name correct
3: He's, yes, yeah. I told him that uh, he was featured in a show that we did, and he's really looking forward to hearing it.
0: Well, I gotta, I'll tell <laughs> <talk> you <laughs> more about it. But the show now has has uh, by the time people are here on this, it's it's aired already. Then, based on all of this, and the, it, you got to hear the show because it was really, really an interesting show. And it's the danger and values breeding mini me. Wow. <laughs> okay. Wow. So that's the name of that show. Anyways, Missy, what's what's got you what what's got you fearful today? What's 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 going on, man? What's happening?
3: Gosh, I'm listening. I'm listening to everyone. I'm listening to Susan, I'm listening to Jennifer, and I'm just, you know, in a, in agreement and of course we all come from different different places because we're individuals and and we have different careers, but I'm I you know, we still relate to this because this is something that's just permeating our our culture and in media violence it's just escalating and so we're consuming fear we're we're it, it's it's in our food it's in you know in the toxins in our media the violence and the that's the the saying the cliche if it bleeds it leads in the media i mean that's it's just it's so prevalent gandhi said the enemy is fear we think it's hate but it's fear and fear is the opposite of love. And so, if if wherever our spirituality is, whatever our religion is, you know, all of them are pretty consistent in love and peace and truth, um, the basic tenets. And so, you know, if God is love, or if we seek love as a path to to be closer to God, then fear is the opposite. It's not hate, and that's what Gandhi was trying to communicate to us. So. You know, you can look at it as in our home, what are we afraid of? We're, of course, you're, you're afraid of what could happen to your children. When your children are out there in the world, it's like your heart is just hanging out there, out of your control, running around, and that is that is frightening. And then, again, with the media, the more we see what's going on. If you're if you're in, in the world looking at the world, and depending on what your, you know, again, religion is, if you're fundamental, you're hearing a lot about the end of the world. It's, it's those end times, those end times, and that perpetuates more fear and, mm-hmm. and more panic. And then the market is affected by this. You have survivalists. And one, you know, in the the 2000 uh, was coming, everybody, you know, certain items were just swept (laughs) off the shelves. And when it's going to snow, all the all the bread is gone overnight. And, you know, that's
0: fear right there when a storm comes (laughs) in and people get stupid. I hate that. I hate that. You know, I am not the cat that's out there grabbing the last gallon of milk. I say take the gallon of milk. I'm leaving town anyways. Have it. Take the bread with you.
3: I'm vegan. I get the uh, I get the the soy milk or the almond milk. All right, so nice. Missy, I got to tell you something <laughs> nice.
0: here now. You're 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 funny. Yeah, uh, you you know you just laid out all the world's uh, problems in a very succinct <laughs> way, which I applaud you for. Yeah. But my golly, Missy, you missed your call, and you are definitely a politician, hun. You did not answer the question I asked you to begin with. I what is what are you fearful? I didn't ask you what the world is fearful of. I didn't ask you what the people down the road are fearful for. I didn't ask what anybody is fearful for. I asked you what is Missy Crustful fearful. For?
3: I resonate with all of those things. In my home, with my son, you worry. Are, Are they doing the right thing? Are they making good choices? And as he's 20 years old, you know, I'm not as close to. To him, I'm not, you know, I really have to be a little more careful. He's telling me on a daily basis, I'm an adult. Mom, I, I know what I'm doing. I'm thinking you're 20 a few you know days ago. Doing you, doing you know why he's doing
0: that? You know why he keeps saying that to you? Because as we discovered in that last show we did about James,
3: because <laughs> you don't
0: realize he's 20. You don't realize he's an adult. That's why.
3: Yeah, I mean, you know, yeah. your, your kids are always going to be your kids. Yeah, well,
0: <laughs> I told you, tell James, after he hears the show, tell him to call me. I'll help him out.
3: I, I will. He actually well, uh, is is wanting to reach out to you. I think.
0: He, oh, we're gonna. I think he I wants
3: you, to pitch something. Yeah,
0: we're gonna accomplish some big things. Pit. I'll tell you what. I mean, no doubt about it. Me and James Crush, absolutely. All right. So, so, th- so the biggest fear for you, it sounds to me like, then, is hmm, your son growing up.
3: No, no. no, no. I, you want your kids to be healthy. You want them to be successful. Okay. So you worry about that. I really try. To be very mindful when I feel that sense of fear coming over me, I, I try to focus on peace and love and find something else to, to not give that energy, because I don't want to what you think about what you consume is, is where your energy is exactly. going to go. What exactly. You're gonna
0: when you woke up this morning, what was the biggest problem you thought you were going to face today?
3: Well, I wanted to go to yoga but I was doing this show, so I've gotta find a yoga class. <laughs> nice, nice.
0: <laughs> well do yoga while you're talking to us. Why don't you? Come on, let's see how talented you are.
3: <laughs> I don't know. The music and the heavy breathing would probably be distracting. Mm,
0: we'll go mm, bum 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 bum. Right.
3: Um. <laughs>
0: <laughs> something like that. All right. You so- know,
3: Malcolm one of the things that people are most afraid of, which I thought was really funny. But if you think about it, you know, we're doing the show and we're speaking. Speaking is like the number one. Uh, More so than death.
0: Crazy.
3: <laughs> My gosh. <laughs>
0: a lot of people are fearful of public speaking. I mean, a lot of people. And they get, I talked about butterflies up front, Missy, where they get. But some people, you know, those butterflies are tarantulas. You know, they're not butterflies. They got tarantulas <laughs> in their stomach tearing them, tearing them apart. So, yeah. I mean, listen. A few butterflies are probably good because it edges you out to be your very, 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 very best. And that's a good thing. But, you know, when you got tarantulas in there, you've got some other fear factor going on. That's a real problem. It is how you handle it, though. And it's what you do with that fear. And I think it's your view of the world and how you look at the world as a whole. And, yeah. you know, right. what you see is the opportunities you and- You take Jennifer for a minute. I want to use Jennifer here as an example because I know with you coming back and forth to the Middle East all the time. I mean, listen. Mm-hmm. that's kind of fear 101. And let me explain. So Jennifer goes over and she works with the, the, the women from uh, Kurdistan. She's working with people in the Middle East consistently. Um, women's rights. She's, you know, she's all over it. I mean, she's doing some cool things around the globe here, uh, which is her calling, you know, really and truly. And um, so she's out there and um uh, they closed the airport with that recent uh, uh, problem when the uh, Kurds, um, the Peshmerga, the military up in the north Iraq, had claimed their independence. Uh, the Iraq kind of came back and there was some real conflicts without getting all into the details here. Uh, it, 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 it was a problem and they closed the airport so she couldn't fly out. And I thought to myself before I talked to you that day, Jennifer, we were doing a radio spot and I thought, Oh my, I said, oh my golly, she's going to just, you know, she's going to be, you know, I mean, she's going to be a mess, and and, and she's not going to want to do this show at all, and she's got to be, I mean, she can't even fly out of there, I'm thinking, so I get her on the phone, hey, how you doing, Malcolm, let's go, We're doing the radio, let's go, go ahead. let me get over to the lobby here, yeah, yeah, no, I can, I can hear you go, yeah, we've got a great connection, this is great, let's go, I thought this lady's a lunatic.
2: What's funny, Malcolm, when I talked to you in that conversation, the entire time we were talking, there was a gentleman sitting about four feet behind me and he was seriously listening. So I said, oh, that's fine. You can listen, you know, and he's sitting behind me. He was freaking out. His legs were shaking. He turned out to be a Canadian guy who had worked with some organization that had come over there. He was freaking, okay, I just heard you on this. How, how the hell am I going to get out of here? I mean, going nuts. Oh, listen to that entire conversation you and I had. And, um, yeah, that was crazy. Especially because, you know, Iraq had uh, closed these down under the guise, you know, they're they're really being infiltrated now by the Iranian regime. And so it's this kind of shut it down. We don't want Kurdistan to be a state. You did this vote. Your airports are done. And so as a way to appease the other nations, you know, America, the world, they said, listen, if you're an international, if you're a foreign national and you're trying to fly out, just, you know, uh, apply with the Iraqi government, you know, tell us which organization you work for, what you're doing, and we'll we'll let you go out. We'll uh, make your flight an exception. And uh, and I and that was the worst for me because I had been working with the Kurdish government supporting their independence vote. Wow. So I was like, well, they're not going to let me out at all. And it's just again, it was it came back to one of those things where it was like, you know, I mean, yeah, things did get a little you know sketchy towards the end there. But it came back to one of those things where, hey, if God needs me to be here right now, then I'm going to be stuck here. And that's just what's going to happen. And if not, there's going to be you know, there's going to be a flight out. And uh, it was and it's also and and I don't know if it's because of what I've been through in my past, because of what I've seen, having seen just really the hand of God come down in a place where there should be death and desolation and just either being done or being not. And um, and me personally having been stripped out of that because it just wasn't the time um, where I just calmed down. I mean, the more chaotic, crazy and this is generally if there's violence or a threat or, you know, being whatever, imprisoned as you would uh, in Kurdistan, not imprisoned but just, you know, stuck there. Um, it was it's one of those things where the more crazy a situation gets, the more calm I'm able to become. It's just like, all right, God, this situation has got so out of hands that it's not I can't control this anymore. And I think that that's one of those things is that level of control. When, we, when we're when we trying to control something we have no business controlling, that's where the anxiety exactly. can come in. Exactly. And, and when you realize chaos around, bombs going off, Iran, right. Iraq about to invade and attack everything, it's like, all right, I'm clearly not in control, so you are, and I'm well, just going to exist here.
0: the best thing to do at that moment is, uh, you know, jump up to the bar and pour a stiff one. Hey, Halloween! Oh, no, I was there.
2: doing that, too, don't you? Uh, right
0: right. Hey, we're celebrating, man. You know, you celebrate here. So, Malcolm, uh... why do
2: you think I went to the lobby? Now it's yeah, now I was... that I
0: think back of it, it's a wonder you were so uh, volatile in that uh, radio segment we did that, uh, hmm, interesting, no, 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 I'm open. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you were oh, no,
2: no, no, I, I know, <laughs> I was fine. But it was, you know, that's what it was. And and I wish you could have seen this gentleman sitting behind me the entire you time during the interview shaking his yeah. leg, like yeah. shaking and, and freaking out out, almost screaming, asking me, what the hell am I going to do? And people in the lobby looking at me, I said, just calm down. You'll be fine. You know? And, uh, but well, listen, yeah,
0: a lot know. of us are fearing all kinds of things. I mean, there are some people who I, are, are at the prime of their life and they're fearing death and death becomes a problem for people where they fear that instead of embracing all the things around you. This is going to be a show today that you want to embrace all of the things in life, because like Jennifer just said, there are things that are going to happen in your life that you simply cannot control. And the one thing I've learned at this moment of my life is not to worry about the things I cannot control. And on that point, friends, I can control the fact that we're going to take a quick pause and we'll be right (laughs) back with the fabulous Missy Crutchfield, Susan Price, Jennifer Breeden.
4: Think back to the last time you felt healthy and energized. The best times of our lives occur when we're at the peak of our health, sleeping better, full of energy and focus. Yes, and,
1: and what you guys don't realize is the point that brought me to the place I'm supposed to be in my life, doing what I'm supposed to be doing as a mother. My former career used to be in holistic medicine. I worked with doctors. I was a therapist. Uh, 25 years in that field. And when my son was killed, and he was a very high-profile Marine, uh, elite Marine, who had seen the world and had the highest security clearance, like Jennifer, my life kind of paralleled hers because I am an American citizen and a mother and overnight became a gold star mother. But yet my life felt like a third world country because my life and my security and that of my family was invaded. I was followed for years by the the dod and the state department i was the victim of a drive-by shooting my house was broken into there are so many things that i endured and went into the fight and flight uh, and that from a woman 50 years old and 59 years old that led me, I could have cowered down and had a nervous breakdown and ended up in a hospital, but I'm a warrior and I'm the mother of a warrior, the, the daughter of a warrior. And speaking out for other Gold Star families and protecting my own, I'm like, you wait a minute here, you know, we're gonna find, get to the bottom of this, why is this going on? So and my son worked in the war department and Central Command, with the ruling generals of the Iraq and Afghanistan were. he was expedientary force, special forces over in Africa and parts of the world that we don't know what goes on. He served under George Bush's personal uh, generals. He was his personal attendee. God only knows the crap that my son. Saw and became victimized by, just by being America's best.
0: Susan, is that and why so they were kind of flagging mother. you? Susan, is that why they were sort of... Uh, I mean, I'm mean, i very yes. curious, I didn't know that whole story. You mean they were... You, yeah. ex- oh, this that's a
1: big story. I
0: see that yeah. now. I mean, you were actually being threatened and all. I didn't get that. Wow. So, oh,
1: I have a whole... This is a whole book wanting to come out. And you know what? And the sad part about it, guys, I know who these shadow forces are uh accidentally on purpose. Uh, I see. And and have reason to believe that these are part of the shadow forces responsible for Benghazi, the right. death of SEAL Team Six families, right. the stuff going on over in North Korea. Uh it's the same groups of people and so uh that's why you're oh, so yeah, suspicious
0: been, by nature these days and why you look at everything from the flip side you're so unique in your style and your writing and your bill. we love you at america out loud and your writings
1: well thank uh, you because you're you're well, t- kind of tip it upside I,
0: down and look at it a, kind of a different way than most people i find that really fascinating well I, I had survive. to Malcolm. yeah
1: right because my son used to tell yeah. me mother if i put something there it's there for a reason i can never tell you things but if
4: Something's right. there,
1: I know that you will find the needle in the haystack, because I have always with him. We had a special dialogue. So coming as a Gold Star mother, and I've talked to other Gold Star families, these things have happened to us. You're on the computer. The computer's watching you. There's things, you know, my SEAL Team 6 family. I've gone on retreat. I have personal relationships with these people. We know Certain things that the average person does not know or want to know. So, you, 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 gotta, when, you, you and and know, I am Susan,
0: a you. You got a. It sounds to me like you got a few. Not only a book in there, you got a few books, but you got you got some juicy. I, to, you got some juicy topics I to send to, over. <laughs> we got And cover.
1: you know what? And the thing is, ladies, I'm a very beyond Christian. I'm a highly spiritual woman, very intuitively psychic, right. which saved my life and. Awesome. I talk to God every day, and the Lord has guided me. So it's beyond just being a Christian. It's being spiritual, that that one with Absolutely. God. And wow. that's what's kept me alive. So I wanted to just kind of jump in. Susan, that's because awesome. Because there's a part of me.
0: Hey, listen, I, oh, I, I, got a, I got a potential name for your book. You, 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 you might call it Screw You, Uncle Sam.
1: <laughs> I was kind of thinking Redacted.
0: <laughs> because I That's like what that. they like to do. Redacted. I people, like that.
1: places and things. I yeah.
0: like that. Redacted. Uh, <laughs> well, because as you were doing all the investigations from all the monkey business that went on with the death of your son, you were finding reports and information or what have you that were redacted, right?
1: I just followed my son's cookie crumbs. And the Lord brought to me people, stories, and uh, and through my, I kind of channel when I uh, research. It's a very mystical process because I'm so intuitive. I'm just, I hear, see, feel. I have all that going on. So hmm. it's it's pretty amazing. Yeah, it I'm really looking, is.
0: I'm looking forward to this book. <laughs> you know, I mean, this is going. To be oh, something it's else. gonna
1: be. Well, I know you enough to know
0: that you don't hold back. So you're you're the kind of gal. I mean, when it comes to fear, like you say, she says, ladies, you know, Missy, she says, I'm a I'm a warrior that that that's code for I'll kick your ass if you step in my way. Yeah, she's not a warrior. She's a warrior. Yeah. At yeah, not a warrior. Where- <laughs> yeah, yeah. There it is, Missy. That dun, 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 dun. you get the drum roll, you know. Yeah, I yeah. Mean, not a warrior. You know, she's a warrior. I'm a
1: warrior mom. I'm a warrior mom. I like that. And, But you yeah. know what? I'm a voice, not just for our fallen, but for the other families that have endured. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, going to work, working for doctors, and I'm the victim of a drive-by shooting. <laughs> it's, mm-hmm. There's nobody's around. And then people bust in your house two hours before my son was killed, you know, and we already know that that was, that's nefarious right
0: there.
3: Yes. Malcolm, I I want to direct this in a little different area because the fear or the same area but a little different direction the fear it's it's it gets it's breeding right and what is what is feeding this fear and so we're consuming it now where is it coming from and you look at just literally purchasing choices you join a health club because you're afraid of not looking good enough you buy the latest clothes so we're constantly being driven to make decisions not because they're perhaps the best personal decisions for us or that we've made these choices because we've thought it through, but because we're afraid we're not going to fit in, we're afraid we're not going to look good enough, we're afraid we don't have the latest car, we're afraid something's going to happen to our car. We're, I mean, so all and the media that it bleeds, it leads all of the fear. And then, of course, I did allude earlier about about what we're eating. But we're we're eating, and 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 Susan went into the 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 spirituality. And and when you eat, you know, we are what we eat, right? We're what we consume, and what we're watching, seeing, thinking, eating. So when we're eating, yes, animals. And I'm not going to try to convert everybody to vegan, but there is a meatless Monday. Take some steps. But you're eating hormones you're eating toxins you're eating fear you're eating debt all of this it does contribute to it and then you're hearing about the destruction of the planet and and how we're contributing so constantly we're hearing about all of these negative things we have to start making different choices we have to choose to think more positive thoughts we have to make choices that aren't going to play into that fear and 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 be, participate in shows like what we have here Malcolm it's alternative media because when we stop watching and buying and the video games and all of the things that have to do with that culture of fear and culture of violence, then the shift will happen.
0: You know, what went through my mind when you were saying, what was it, Meatless Monday, you said, Missy?
3: Yeah, yeah, yeah. take a step.
0: You know, I hear you. Meatless Monday can, will probably, for most people, turn into Pig Out Tuesday. <laughs> <laughs> oh bad. <laughs> well, Sorry. Not.
3: Don't he feel needed to so take quick. a
2: shot.
0: I, I had know. to I know, I had to get you back. Sorry, love. Sorry. You know, love. as you
2: guys are talking though, as I heard Susan's story and I'm listening to Missy, mm-hmm. I just keep the two these two words keep popping in my brain and that's that's control and truth. And it's not like relative truth and you know, I know we talked about this on the show before but first is that control you know because we're so afraid of all these things we want to control okay we have to control what's in our body now we control what we have and now we control what we watch we have to control what we do and uh and we have to control what you know what happens to us And, and I think that perpetuates so much, not just to the stress, but leads to the anxiety, to the fear. And then that truth, you know, as I'm hearing Susan, I'm just thinking of that, that term absolute truth. You know, I love how Missy was saying in the beginning, you know, it's seeking love is, is opposite. Um, the way my life is, I I seek truth. And um, and I do that. And I think that that a lot of times that leads to a deeper love, not a, not a flowers and rainbows kind of love, but like I truly do care what yeah. happens to some of these people, what happens to people. I truly do care about truth. And that's the absolute truth, because something I oh, am yeah. afraid of and it brought it up is is being tricked by the people that are trying to feed us truth and not knowing the absolute truth. I always want to know truth in every situation. I don't want to be led, led by lies. And there are a lot of warnings. And I mean, if you talk about even biblically, but there are warnings about how, you know, in, in, uh, in times there'll be days where, you know, people are going to believe the lies and follow the lies. And if you don't believe the Bible, there's, you know, I'm sure Nostradamus and uh, Justinius, Justinius, Justinian, all these people talk about how lies can just perpetuate into society, whether that's through media, through anything, through whatever we watch or buy, um, and uh, even through through politicians, through all of this, where it's just they're feeding you the truth you're supposed to believe. And I always right. want to know absolute truth
3: and And they may have found their yeah. truth, but that doesn't mean mm-hmm. that it's the right truth for you or for everyone. And I think that happens a lot and especially in religion, people they feel it, whether it's Jesus or Muhammad or you know, Hindu, whatever. And then they want to, especially if it's a religion that proselytizes that they they want to to, to, you've got to convert you've got to be part of it and so we all have different filters so my spirituality is gonna hopefully resonate with yours I believe it does but it's going to be a little different because it's me it's my filter and it's based on my experiences and how God and the angels and whatever have have spoken to me personally so when if people are more accountable to 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 that idea to their lives to their actions instead of tossing it off to well you know god's going to take care of me or i'm saved i can do whatever i want because i'm going to see you you know and just really more accountable for their truth and and participation in the world and in a in, in a loving uh do unto others kind of way then i think that's that's where we need to go
0: isn't everything in the public, I mean, I'm I'm thinking as you say this, and Jennifer, as you just espoused some of the things that are happening out there, there's a lot of fear in the public space. Let's touch on that a minute, because, you know, everything within the news cycle is, and Missy, you talk about this all the time, really, I think you do, but it's all fearful. It's all fear mongering, actually. Yeah. This is how, you're so good with that when you realize that you know mm-hmm. media what 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 you and I would call the mainstream media which are all the lunatics um that they have sort of hijacked our so many brains and they've hijacked yeah. the whole system right i mean for real yes
3: right? yeah i agree absolutely and
0: so there's this fear that permeates from all that and a lot of it comes from the media it's from the first moment you wake up but you know a lot of it comes back to psychological warfare and it's uh, yes. with you I, it is psychological warfare and yeah right. and
1: malcolm i call it psyops 101 just yeah. <laughs> being from the military world
0: yeah it, it is um, susan isn't it i like and, that mm-hmm. right susan? and
1: and i and i gotta tell you yes and and i have to also tell you um with this victimization, when I was being followed, it, it also happened when I was doing my um, checking my emails and stuff, going back when my son worked at CENTCOM, and I had to report this to the FBI and cyber-stalking. Uh, I was cyber-stalked <laughs> as well. It was really scary because the fear came from not knowing who was doing these things trying to I mean, that's,
0: you know uh, that's borderline that's definitely fear and that's mm-hmm. also a lot of things there's a lot of adjectives that describe what you're explaining susan but you know it brings up the whole point of the cyber world susan when you say the emails the tracking the websites the internet all of this this is a real big part of fear is a lot of cyber bullies use fear they use fear yeah. to get oh, yeah and that's where all the cowards hang out you understand yes
1: Well, and then, you know, what the big thing was, was when I had three Blackhawks hoovering around up above my townhome, Mm
2: -hmm.
1: you know, and uh, patrolling the neighbor. Oh, yeah. I mean, this is like what goes on in third world countries, Jennifer. And then you're wondering what the hell's going on, you know, and that's Mm -hmm. the reward I get for the sacrifice of my stellar Marine son who Mm -hmm. was right there on these ops. Wow that most Americans have no knowledge of what goes on, but because he was the best of the best, that's how I'm repaid as his mother. I don't know anything other than I know. And that's because I refuse to be victimized by the fear and I went looking for truth because, like you, I am—I live in the truth. I'm very genuine. I thought that God. Well, constantly. you're an out
0: loud truth kind of gal. I mean, you're definitely all about yeah, the out loud I am. truth. You are, Susan. I know you are. There's but, nothing fabricated this, about you or your conversation. It never has been. This
1: brought me to—I am on my journey. This is Amen. where I'm supposed to be That's because, right. I, like That's I right. said, I worked with doctors in the holistic field. Right. I was a therapist.
0: You know, that my world changed susan i want so. I want t- touch with what you're just talking about here, and you know everyone should take in what susan's talking and I want to say this much, think about this, you know, we've all read the classic I, 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 I'm a smart guy here, and I know we probably don't want to go down this road too far, but I'll say this much. we've all read the classic george orwell nineteen eighty four We've all understand that, you know, big tech, big business, big cyber, big government, big everything can be really hazardous to your lifestyle and your health. But, you know, you (laughs) mentioned there when you talk about, you know, CENTCOM and you talk about the the various things going on when that scandal was happening, that scandal Mm -hmm. where your son was uh, really, he didn't just lose his life. He was, we would, you and I would say, basically, as I know a bit of this story, he was murdered.
1: Well, homicide is on his death certificate right. and, uh, yeah.
0: Yeah. Well. yeah but you know you but, take that all the way forward susan you look at what's going on today in all these agencies i despise it oh, i yeah. despise this program oh, yeah. you know and, and this is the, the, mm-hmm. this you look at what's happening with these politicians and where they've taken the fbi and the department of uh, justice and what they've done there, there is no justice here it's just all a bunch right. of rubbish you know so that's something i gotta tell you right now hey listen that is something that is scaring the hell out of people. That's scaring a lot of Americans. That's scaring a lot of people around the world. I mean, that's something to be fearful for, ladies, when you've got, you know, somebody, when you've got, you know, again, big out-of-control government looking over your shoulder.
1: It's like, and, and here, and I wanted to mention this in another time, I'm sitting on my, my right. couch and right. I put the television on, right. which I hardly ever do, relaxing. And I'm sitting there about quarter after nine at night, and I see a red beam, like, come through the window and a spot, you know, like a sight. Oh, dear Wow. That was right on the wall. Wow. And I got on my hands and my knees, and I crawled to my kitchen table. I always kept my cell phone, my purse, and my phone inches away. And I thought, I have been living. Now, see, my son would have retired this past July. He mm. would have 20 years since.
0: What you're describing now is really an extreme case for most people to really oh, understand. Yeah. But let's talk about this a moment here. It's an extreme case. And what I'd like you to explain, and then we'll, we'll throw it around the round table with all of us after the pause here. I want you to explain, with all that being thrown at you and all of this happening in your life being turned upside down backwards. I mean, you were really knocked on your ass and dragged down the hallway. Tell us... us Blindfolded. Blindfolded. Tell us... You're one tough gal, I'll tell you. Tell us how you overcame all that and what was the turning point because I know you are to be so... um, I mean, I just know you to be so... uh, I don't see you as fearful. I think you're fearless and you're brazen to the point of being truthful and basically, that's why we get along so well because you're sort of... we, We agree on so many things like, you know, I mean... Like I said, they can take me kicking and screaming, but in the process, everyone's going to know about it because they want to tell the world about it because I ain't taking a no prisoners either, Susan Price. So listen, that that's why <laughs> you're, you're so important, your messages and at America Out Loud. And when when the colonel introduced you to me last year and we became, you yeah. know, knew each other. Uh, you were so you were so cute. You were such a blessing, but you were so so thrilled to be writing and be part of this network. And then you've given so much back to this platform uh, at America. We, it, 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 it just can't even be described. Uh, just go look Thank at you. Susan Price and her writings and the stuff she's done on the platform. And now to be part of this uh, conversation and show. And there's a lot to this. Uh, obviously, I'm going to help Susan get that book out there. We're going to jam it down their throat so far. They can't see their belly button anymore. <laughs> Hang that on that thought. We'll be back with you in a moment here. <laughs> Welcome to the new era in communications, America Out Loud Talk Radio. Well, we are talking about fear this afternoon. We're talking about extreme fear. We're talking about the kind of fear like, you know, like Jennifer was talking about when you're, you know, or or she, well, she was kind of fearless, actually, but... Uh, when uh, she was in the Middle East and uh, she couldn't fly out of the airport. and She was doing reporting over there and helping the, the women over there. What a brave soul she is. And, uh, and what an accomplished person. I just love Jennifer as an attorney and just doing work around the world and trying to help people make the world a better place. And like she said, this was my calling, Malcolm. I'm ready. So she's here. And Susan Price, you hear her story. And what she's talking about is, uh, you know, with uh, her son, she's a Gold Star mother. Her son was killed in Afghanistan. Um, it's a, it's a pretty salacious story. It's, it's not a good story. It's not a, it's not a kind moment. It's not a kind of moment for our, uh, our, our government officials, I'll say, you know, uh, it's, it's just simply not. There's a whole backstory to this thing and there'll, there'll be a book ahead. We'll, we'll be putting it out all over America Out Loud when this happens. And believe me, um, it's what we call the Out Loud truth. And, and, you know, so I, I want you to take it from there, uh, Susan, and, um, So we can bring missy back into this conversation please and then and then jennifer as well and so with all this going on in your life and you know this is a pretty horrible situation you you throw out there you had we talk about fearful and fearless and and you know how do you how do you get over this in your life how do you move on i mean you had reason to be fearful i mean with the kinds of things you've described yes What was the turning right. point in your mind, Susan Price, where you said, "You know what? I've had enough of this BS," um, because that's kind of—I know there's something had to happen. What flipped you? What? Well, how did you convince yourself that, you know?
1: Well, uh, I knew right away when uh, the two Marines presented themselves to me and told me that my son was killed, and I knew that it was something nefarious, and just a gear switches in your head. Life is too short, Malcolm, and I'm not going to pussyfoot around. I want the truth. I've always been a truth seeker. But that moment on is what really grew my voice. And I've always been more or less a fearless person. And I've actually stopped a couple crimes from happening because Mm -hmm. I have that intuition and that gut instinct. But this time it was my child, my son, my man of valor that uh represents america yeah and i had to go searching for for Some and truth. my son had told yeah. me the truth and my mm. son told me mom be strong for me every time he went on a mission right. he would talk to me like he wasn't coming back and this is how i feel he knew the risk he and, knew
0: and, the risk yeah, that's why he said that to right me, susan he, he knew damn well and he was and, you know yeah
1: but it's unbelievable, and yeah. and you just can't even imagine when the tables turn. And here you are, a civilian, a, a right. um, just a mother, right. and then all this, you know, weird stuff starts happening well, Susan, to you. Well, Susan,
0: you know, this is a hero, obviously. I mean, when somebody in life rises, uh, you know, um, has that conversation with their mom in such a way with their mother, and you know, you just sort of kind of know that. This is someone special who is really standing up and that's why I have such honor and dignity for our military offices uh, and uh, our law enforcement offices as well truly and our military. Uh, I have such passion and respect for I think every American needs to have respect and passion and complete admiration for the people who serve this great country uh, and for a lot of reasons. I, I just see that is it's where the rubber meets the road. I think there's a A lot of disrespect out there today and a lot of naivety. Well, and Malcolm,
1: and there are a few that do serve in contradiction of uniform, and those are the ones that we need to have removed because they're the ones that are the enemy. From
0: within yeah so, yeah no i get it um, i get it but you know that mm-hmm. that's going to happen in about every respect of life i totally get it there oh with, yeah with what you're saying Definitely. there so so you really just kind of accepted things for what they were and you then you because you become sort of fearless today and trying to tell the story you seem to go way out of your way, Susan, to want to have a better life, a better future for everybody and certainly for your own children, your grandkids. Yeah. I know you have two daughters and grandchildren and what yeah. have you. And so you have a mission in this that makes you a very special person, I think, with what you're doing. Yeah. And Jennifer, I want you to talk to this point a moment. Yeah. but Right now we're dealing with a deep state that is out of control in this country in so many ways that you can stick yeah. a, sh- shake a stick at so and i i'm not mm-hmm. not to be a smart guy here but isn't that kind of what susan is sort of uh, saying you know, you know?
2: Oh, absolutely. And I think, you know, obviously, when um, you've been to some of these countries where you see that, where you see that people are, um, I I mean, I can't tell you how many countries I've been to where it's, uh, we have to find the right uh, room, the right door, we have to find the right place. No, we can only talk in public, it has to be in a place where there's water nearby, so nobody can be overhearing. Um, My goodness, honestly, you know, we talked about just me being in Kurdistan with the Iraqi army shut down. But I mean, I, I trust the Kurds, Um, I like the Kurds. Actually, the most scared I was over there was this last time in Turkey. And I've been in Turkey five times. Um, Frankly, I've had uh, friends there. Some of them are pretty influential positions right now, so I'm careful about what I say. But... This was the scariest, uh, the most fearful I've ever been was actually being in Turkey. And that's just mainstream Istanbul because I was followed everywhere. Everybody is listening. Uh, people have uh, Turkish flags out on their door. But I think what, what coming to Susan was saying, and it, it touches on what Missy said as well. I think when it comes down to it, when when something happens, it scares us truly scares us i'm talking things are coming down to the brink and we talked about fight or flight there's always two options for people one is that the flight option is mostly just being debilitating fear and paralysis not doing anything and i think there are a lot of people rightly so because it's a scary situation and you just you can't do anything you cower away you stay coward you don't do anything and i mean just you know in the corner and a lot of times you know that can translate into a life where you're not going to have a lot of adversity because when you're doing something when you're fighting for what's right when you're fighting for truth, there's going to be attacks against that no matter from what. Um, but when you're, when you don't want to deal with it, when you choose to go away, but then there's the fight or flight and, and you fight the, those who choose, um, or who have been chosen to be warriors. Um, I think that that is a calling. I think that is uh and then it's a choice you have, we have to step into, right. but it's uh it's right. the, what truth are you fighting for? What is that warrior battle that you're fighting for? And yes, there can be that element of spirituality, but You know, I work in uh, fields where there's radical Islam and there are a lot of people, um, you know, the end times beliefs of the of the radicals, specifically of ISIS. There's some of them that believe that for their, you know, quote unquote, Messiah returning Mahdi to come back to Earth, they have to cleanse the world and make the streets flow like rivers of blood. And they don't want to be on the wrong side of that coin. And that's what they believe. That's that truth for them. Um, and I think there's an absolute right and wrong. Well, they're and being I think indoctrinated
0: that that into it, Jennifer. Yes. I want to come back somewhere right. ahead, uh, uh, ladies. And, and Jennifer, remind me of this. I, I would really love to do a talk on Turkey at some point. I find the culture so fascinating in Turkey. And I, in my vision, yeah. haven't been. Beautiful. In, I, I've been in Istanbul myself as well. I find it fascinating because... To me, it's really an well, at least it was back then. It was an East meets West. I love those kind of environments. Yeah. It's an East meets West kind of environment, so it's kind oh, of oh, I love it. It's Some a of diversity. It's mm-hmm. it cool. It's a filtration of all this light. But but I got to tell you, Turkey has gotten really weird, really weird in recent yeah. times here. I, mean, I saw it two months
2: ago. President, months ago. Uh,
0: yeah, President Erdogan and what Erdogan. he's done, and uh, he has been really, and it's gotten very weird out there. And it was uh, hard. And I, I and it saddens me when I see that because it's such a you know beautiful people, beautiful culture. But I, I don't know. I, I don't have a good feeling these days about what's going on out there. Missy, what do you think?
3: Well, I th- I think we're talking again about fear because when you polarize the Muslim world and and stop and and just. Kind of blanket everybody and say that they're all terrorists or something like that. Then, then you know, when you push a gang member or a kid or whatever against the wall when they don't have any hope and they don't have any any choices, then they're going to pick up that gun or they're going to, you know, act out. And, and very often it's in violence. They feel like you hate me. There's nowhere else to go. So I'm going to hate you back. And so that hate that fear breeds more fear. And um, so I mean, I think big questions are how do we how do we try to heal this? How do we understand that? That you know there are beautiful, wonderful Muslims and 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 parts of the of, of of communities that are just incredibly compatible with these beautiful, wonderful communities in in the other areas of the world where they believe in the similar tenets of peace and love, and that you're going to have factions of terrorists and the brainwashing every you know in in pockets. And you know other places too, but you can't focus on that. That's everybody. You can't focus on that. That's you know absolutely going to happen because you give it that energy, and you and and ISIS just loves it when we do that because that helps. It's like a recruiting tool. And I I know Jennifer spent some time in Egypt. It's been many many years since I've been to Egypt, but I work with Egyptians, and Jennifer and I agree on. On some things, but um, I, I don't know where you are on this, Jennifer, but I think with the with the West sort of turning their back on a lot of Egyptians and, and, and with the, the the massacres that happened, I think it did fuel more participation in ISIS. So for me mm-hmm. and the truth for me and what I see and what I believe was the path of Gandhi is that, you know, you want to focus on love and, and light and, and the truth that gets you to that place through your path and not focus on on. The hate and fueling that fire. I think that as as a world, as a community, as a, as a country, we need to gather our religious leaders, our political leaders, our you know our schools, and and organize efforts so that we can we can say you know our these cultures are part of what makes America great. These cultures exist in the world, and there are good people everywhere. How do we empower the good voices? How do we dismantle the fear? How do we make choices that are based on our truth and compassion and healing from the planet to our personal lives and not feed and fuel those extremist terrorist activities
0: well let's do this in the few minutes we have left uh, the way you just laid it out there so eloquently jennifer i'd like both of you actually but i'll like start with jennifer then susan jennifer speak back to the points honestly please to our listeners speak back to what missy has just uh, put out there please because it was obviously from her heart with her passion you can hear it what's uh...
2: I love that. And I I appreciate um, so much of what Missy does. I really do, because, you know, I do I do work in counterterrorism and I have dealt with these things and um, with radical Islamists and, and things like that, um, but in the Middle East with other Muslims. And so I did grow a love um, for Muslim community, for the Muslim people um, that have protected me, that have helped me. I mean, Kurds are generally born Muslim and um have uh, been protecting Christians for a long time, have protected me when I've been there and in Egypt as well. There are a couple of things I I do disagree on just based on what I've, I've seen or or witnessed and what people have told me. And again, you know, I don't know, I don't know uh, what's right or what's not. We can't ever uh, tell just based on, um, you know, certainly not on reading things or on, you know, several conversations because I haven't spoken to all hundred million people in Egypt, but nice. I think just I can touch on uh, Egypt for one, but um, I'll, I'll do that in a second. But first, I wanted to touch on um, to the the indoctrination and, and the love. I think that um, I think there is a part of an aspect, but I also do know that that's been a talking point of um, some of the more fundamentalists. the talking point of saying, no, you just have to um, ignore us and love us and uh, and not do anything so that we can because uh, there is the the ideology to um, to cleanse the world of infidels. And that means through through blood, through violence. Yes. But there's also the ideology mm-hmm. to set up the global government. That's a global caliphate. And the only way to do that is to quietly infiltrate through um, the imposition of Sharia law. And to do that, you need people that um, allow you to be and to do that quietly and subvertly. That's actually a word that was used by Muslim Brotherhood founders at Past the memorandum is to do that subvertly and part of that is um convincing the west to just remain shut about it those the west being the secular governments that would um that would uh fight against uh so you're saying Sharia to bury, bury, the,
0: bury their head jennifer so, you're saying if yes, they bury yes, their yes. head and in so the sand that's part right, of it right. so what i would kind say to apron, that yeah. is that
2: these what these things it's not just yeah. something that terrorists teach it's actually a hadith it's a hadith that's found in um right, right. the compilation of books um muslim and and uh sahih i believe and i think bukhari um, but there's, it's a compilation of hadiths that talk about the end times that actually say you need to be part of the righteous army in the last days that cleanses the world of all infidels. That means Muslims that are peaceful, that You're are right. wonderful and loving, all of the apostates. So that's an actual, like... What, what some Muslims well, would follow as is an Islamic text so there's more than just um, there's a know, choosing conversation to turn our heads here. they're following that this uh, yes big bigger, bigger, yeah. bigger
0: conversation Jennifer we need to have and, and Missy as well because this is really really good I'm, I'm learning mm. just to listen but I right. I do understand the core problems here in what we're talking about um it's uh, it's, it's, it's very very in-depth here uh, Susan last word take 60 seconds here uh, how do you sum all this up with listening to Jennifer and Missy right now what are your
1: well You know, and and Missy, I appreciate what you're saying. I agree with Jennifer, and I wanted to add it would be a dream come true if every human being on the face of the earth could come together and break bread and drink wine. Mm -hmm. However, it will not be that way. My son's death shows me an uh, Mm in-depth history. There are rogue elements in every area of life, every government that counter and work against people of love and light
0: there are factors in play here if your faith is alive and well and you have a mission in your life and you know what you want to do whatever that might be have a path that you want to be on that's fulfilling for you be happy with who you are number one you gotta like yourself first but you know what don't let fear knock you down address fear right in the eye and move forward Fear can only get you if you allow it to get you. And there's a lot of conversation on fear. You can bring fear right into the conversation of Satan. And a lot of the things actually we just touched on are Satan. They are absolutely products of that. And that's where a lot of it comes from. I I truly know that. I just don't believe it, but I know it. (laughs) So again, fear is a problem in life for a, a lot of reasons. But listen, you just tackle it. Move forward. Be positive. And we'll continue some of this conversation and dialogue on this topic as we expand these conversations a little bit more. I'm also fascinated with that turkey conversation. I I think it's really a unique conversation we need to have amongst others. (laughs) Wow. Missy Crutchfield, Susan Price, Jennifer Breeden. This is Malcolm Outbound to be continued friends. Редактор